It's 2024, the first day of the uh, new year for our show here on WWL. I'm Scoot on the air. And it wasn't that long ago when 2024 seemed like the total future, when things would be totally different than they are now. Some things have changed. Some things are pretty amazing. But some things did not really happen the way we thought they were. Uh, I want to take a moment to uh, talk to Courtney VIP in our traffic center. Miss Courtney, how are you? Happy New Year. Did you have a good one? Uh, yeah, pretty quiet until about 1030. And then uh, the skies opened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. there was a lot to be seen and heard. Uh, but it was really nice, though. We had a good time just kind of, you know, chilled and let the year come in. You know, last year I, st- I stayed home and I, I enjoyed it. I, I did a, a live uh, Facebook from my from my balcony last year, uh, toasting everybody with champagne. And, you know, I, I, there was a part of me that uh, just enjoyed uh, being home. But I went out this year and I was on, on the riverfront. So you, you got a new puppy, right? Yes, Butchie. Butchie? Butchie. Butchie. Mm-hmm. Butch, that's right, Butchie. Okay, so how did Butchie do with the fireworks? Oh, Scoot. He, well, and see, here's the thing. If he would listen to Mama, he would have been okay. <laughs> but when we opened the door, because we wanted to go see them, I said, yeah. Butchie, no. And before I could get the no really out, he went around me. He ran outside. And then it was just crazy dog after that. He's like, I'm running over here. I'm running over there. Oh, my God. What's oh, going on? Wow. And I was like, I told you. So finally, we got him back in. He hunkered down, um, you know, un- under his pillow until it was all over and he kept giving the face like please pet me yeah i know a lot of uh well, i, I kind of had that same attitude but anyway a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people's pets you know they kind of go crazy during the fireworks and you would think that like you know a dog or a cat that's like you know 10 years old they hear this every year mm-hmm. and nothing happens you think that somehow they don't understand the routine that like it's going to be okay nothing's going to happen to you yeah, they never get used to it. Now, we're lucky, and that's why I tried to keep him in. It was pretty muffled inside. We have a good sound barrier. Uh, but I knew once he got outside, he, yeah. he would not be happy. And boy, he wasn't. And then, so my husband's running around. He had his slides on. And all you hear is like, rrr, rrr, blah, 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 with his slides <laughs> slapping, like, come here, dog. It was hilarious, but we got him in. <laughs> that's, you know, you can trip in those slides. Yeah, it, it got close. Well, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that all worked out. All right, Courtney VIP. I look forward to another great year. Uh, 2024 is here. Absolutely, Scoot. All right, all right. Let's get the results of the Tuesday text off. Uh, we had uh, have a song. Uh, the song was Faith. You know the song. Uh, George Michael released the song in 1987, and Limp Biscuit did their cover of the song ten years later in 1997. Now, Limp Biscuit got a lot of votes. But George Michael, the original from 1987, was the winner. So song B uh, was the loser. And here's song B. This is Limp Biscuit. I mean, this all sounds nice and calm and innocent right now. Okay, yeah. I'm yeah. interesting. Listening. Yeah, scene. Kind of melodious at this point. Yeah, he's doing good. Yeah. Got a faith! Hey! You know, it's interesting when... These screamers do a song that is generally just very calm and melodic. I mean, this is far from like the acoustic version. <laughs> do you remember the video for Faith? And George Michael was wearing blue jeans. And man, this was before he, he came out as gay. And women across this country just fell in love with his tushy. I remember that. Wearing jeans. Yeah. And, and, and they, they showed a lot, of, a lot of butt shots there. 
and uh, women were just falling in love with his his butt. And as it uh, well as it turned out that he wasn't that interested in them falling in love with his butt. Anyway, we don't need to go any further there. I'm Scoot on the air. Very happy New Year. Glad you're with us in uh, 2024. Ian Hoke, our senior producer, is uh, at the controls today at the beginning of this uh, this new year. And let's. Um, did, w- w- did you want to hear the George Michael version or? Just oh yeah, move that's on? right. Okay, yeah. well, let's hear the George Michael. Okay. Yeah, we. I, I'm you know I'm slipped up on that. That's all right. Yeah. You were Song just, A. You were so excited about the Limp Bizkit. This was the winner. Love it. <laughs> This was uh, one of the songs that really launched George Michael's uh, solo solo career. All right, if you are just tuning in, we're wishing you all a very happy new year. It's uh, 2024. I'm sure some of you have um, written checks wrong or written, written down the wrong date. Get used to it. It's 2024. We have talked about the Saints and how they beat the Bucks and stay alive in the playoff hunt. The Saints, th- this was the team that we were expecting to see at the beginning of the season. This was the team that people were talking about. Where has this team been? In fact, you know, the Saints did it without Alvin Kamara in the second half because he went out with it with an injury. Where has this Derek Carr been? Where has this defense been? Where has this offensive line been? And I think what the game Sunday shows, and as I mentioned earlier, with all that's gone on, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day and the football games and everything, it seems like this game took place a month ago. But, but it was just Sunday. But the Saints beat the Bucks. And they did it in grand fashion. I mean, from the very beginning, the Saints were on. They were focused. They had that killer instinct, and they did it. They also used Taysom Hill in a different way. And we've, we've talked about this season how the use of Taysom Hill seemed to be very, very predictable for, for much of the season. And so what do they do? They send Derek, uh, they send Derek, um, they send, well, Derek Carr sends Taysom Hill out. He's in the like in the corner, the front corner of the end zone at the goal line, and just a perfect pass. And Taysom Hill is catching this like a wide receiver for a touchdown. And the Saints just beat the hell out of Baker Mayfield. I feel badly about that final hit from the Honey Badger, uh, who just pounded uh, Baker Mayfield on that uh, you know that last play. Well, it wasn't the last play, but one of the last plays. And you know it was a. It was a legal hit, um, but I don't know. I mean, is is Mayfield going to be able to play this week? I haven't heard anything. So maybe the words out there, maybe those of you who follow sports even more closely than I do, maybe you've heard something about that. But if it's his ribs, if they're fractured, man, that is like, first of all, that takes a long time to heal, and that is one painful injury. I've had, I've had fractured ribs, and it's awful, and it takes a long time to heal. And there's only so much you can do. So um, I don't know. Could could Baker Mayfield not be at his best Sunday when the Bucks play the Panthers? Could the Panthers beat the Bucks? Well, yeah. I mean, it's the NFL. It could happen. So if the Saints beat the Falcons in the Caesar Superdome Sunday, and if the Panthers beat the Bucks, the Saints I think win the division. But there's also a shot of the Saints to win the wild card spot. So we're not out of it. Some things need to happen, including the Saints beating the Falcons. But the way the Falcons have been playing recently, I think the Saints can, can, can beat the Falcons. So that was really cool. Um, it, it, apparently, there's a report out that the Saints are expected to keep Dennis Allen as head coach and expected to keep Derek Carr as the starting quarterback 
but Pete Carmichael's position as offensive coordinator might not be totally secure. I'm sure uh, they'll be talking more about this on Sports Talk this afternoon, which starts at uh, 4 o'clock. And then we've also been talking about LSU's big victory over Wisconsin in the ReliaQuest Bowl in Orlando. And a quarterback, Garrick Nussmeyer, uh, showed us uh, some of LSU's future, and it looks rather bright. And how did you feel about Heisman Trophy winner Jaden Daniels uh, deciding not to play in the game but standing on the sidelines cheering for the team. As I said earlier, I, I understand why he, he didn't want to play in the game. But it seems to me that these star quarterbacks or star players, it seems like they kind of owe it to the team that, that, that gave them the publicity that they got, the, the team that helped them showcase their talent. It seems like they kind of owe it to the team to, to play in the game. Maybe not the whole game, but to just be, be part of that, that game. And so I really, I really felt like um, like these players should 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 play, and um, Michael Penix with the Huskies, you know, he played in the game yesterday in the dome, and Bo Nix, the other quarterback who was a finalist in the Heisman Trophy race, um, he played. The Oregon Ducks played uh, Liberty, and I mean, I, you know, Liberty was undefeated, but I mean, what was Liberty doing in that game with? Uh, but the Oregon Ducks. Anyway, uh, there were some really good games, and the, the Alabama-Michigan um, game was awesome. I, you know, a lot of people were picking Alabama, and I just I kind of had a feeling. I don't like Michigan. I don't really like Jim Harbaugh, but I just thought the way Michigan had been playing, I thought Michigan was uh, probably going to win the game. But Alabama almost beat them, and it took overtime for Michigan to— actually beat Alabama, so I know a big disappointing loss for, for uh, Crimson Tide fans. Um, so it's going to be Michigan and Washington in the college football championship. Who's going to win that game? Well, we'll be talking about that when that, uh, that comes around. And also I mentioned that I think it was the Fox News, the Fox Sports crew, the, the pregame show. Every one of the experts on the, the panel, every one of the experts on the show, I think it was Fox, everyone picked the Bucks to beat the Saints. And it just goes to show you that those who have played the game, those who know the game, don't always know who's going to win. And I did feel like the Saints had a shot at it, but, you know, they, they got to give the Saints credit. They really played great. And Juwan Johnson, Juwan Johnson, here's a guy who, I mean, we were all so mad at him for, for dropping key passes and last, you know, games that have happened recently. And, man, he was just... He had sticky fingers, just reaching out and grabbing a ball. I mean, he was, it's like the whole team was so focused and playing as a team. This is the, this is the Saints team we've been waiting to see. We've seen them a couple of times this year, but they were really focused. And so, you, you know, you got to feel good. They still have a chance. All right, let's go to Ian Hoke with some of your text messages. Uh, kind of a random grab bag here. Here's a text that says, I saw the Louisiana float yesterday in the Rose Parade. Shout out to Amanda Shaw and Billy Nungesser and all the volunteers. Amanda looked great and the float looked amazing. Awesome. Yeah, I missed I, I watched part of the parade, but I, I missed that, that part of it. But yeah, that, that's awesome publicity for the state. Here's a text that says, Happy New Year, Scoot. The entire Epstein guest list, both male and female, should be made public. The wealthy elites should not receive any special treatment. I wonder how many women there are on the list. I don't know. I didn't get the impression that there were any women on the list. I mean, well, I mean, the list is just the flight. Like, there's, the if, I'm, if I'm understanding this correctly, like, there may be names that appear on those flight logs, 
But those people didn't go to the island. You know what I mean? Like the flight logs could be, I don't know, maybe he went from Orlando to Tampa or something like that, you know? So there might be some names pop up that doesn't. And that's why I think in part, um, that's why they've wanted to treat this delicately anyway, because they know that people, you know, there's some names like Tom Hanks's name is going to come up in this. Do we really have to live in a world where Tom Hanks is going to the island to have sex with underage women? God, I hope not. You know, and, and think about the men that went to uh, to Tampa with underage girls. Yeah, that does happen. They went to Tampa with her. Uh, here's a Texas says, Happy New Year, Scoot. I believe a major part of less beer consumption is due to the amount of seltzers and low-calorie beverages that have entered the alcohol realm. My wife and I quit beer, and we drink the Twisted Teas, High Noons, and Truly Drinks. They taste better, and they don't bloat us like beer. This text comes from Bullfrog in Springfield. Hey, Thanks for listening. Cool, Listen, we're, you know, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But, yeah, there's a there's a new uh, new study out that shows that beer drinking is down in, in, in America. And it is because of um, other forms of alcohol, like that, like like the texter said. And, you know, I've just I've never been a beer drinker. I've been very open about this. If you drink beer and love beer, uh, that's fine. Um, I don't criticize you for that. But I, I tried to be a beer drinker. I tried some of the, the new beers that are out, some of the craft beers that are out, and I just never could find one that I really like to to sip and drink. So I don't drink beer. And I always felt bloated when I did drink beer in the past. Always felt bloated when I drank beer. All right. If you want to join us, the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. We have uh, also been talking about the ESPN apology for showing a woman who flashed her right breast on Bourbon Street. And this was during the televised coverage of the game yesterday in the Caesars Superdome between Washington and Texas. And they were very specific. She flashed her right boob. Making any New Year's resolutions? You know, I, I mean, I've got some things in mind that I want to do. Don't make them unrealistic. And just think about some things that you want to do to make yourself a, a better person in 2024. And try to be positive and understand the laws of attraction. And if you act like you deserve it, you've got a better chance of getting it. I'm Scoot on the air. Happy New Year. And we'll be back on WWL. On the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture calendar, this is a great cover released on this day in 1990. Rod Stewart and Ronald Isley. Rod Stewart did a lot of covers. And this was one of them. A lot of R&B covers. I was watching Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen before I, I, I went downtown to watch the fireworks display, but I was watching them uh, before on, on CNN, their New Year show, and they had Rod Stewart. They had live, Rod Stewart live from Vegas, and he did um, Some Guys Have All the Luck. And you know, Rod Stewart still looks great, and he's still moving around on the stage, so, you know, I just thought that was, was awesome. Still has the same haircut. So, you know, once again, uh, it just it's so comforting to know you don't have to act your age. I'm Scoot on the air. A very happy new year. 2024 is here. So there is a survey that's been done by an industry group, Beer Marketers Insight. And they're sharing the information and they say that beer drinking is um, is down uh, in America. It's at the lowest point in a generation. And it seems that consumers are choosing uh, other forms of alcohol, cocktails, somebody mentioned the seltzer type uh, drinks, um, or they're not drinking at all. 
And this is uh, following an overall trend as uh, a Gallup poll from 2021 found that the average number of drinks consumed has fallen from 4.8% to 3.6% since 2009. Now, the number of respondents who said that they, um, that they, that they drink also fell from 65% to 50%. I wonder if, uh, if it's because marijuana uses up or if people are just not drinking or doing anything. Uh, there's an article at foxnews.com uh, about Brad Pitt, Drew Barrymore, uh, Giselle Bunchen, uh, the ex of, of Tom Brady, um, actor Rob Lowe, and others are talking about their sobriety. And, you know, we've talked about that on the show um, quite often. I, I was doing commercials for Lake Wellness and Steps Recovery Solutions. And in talking about that, I, I talked about the many celebrities who have um, have quit uh, and they love life. And, you know, we talk about drinking on the show because it's, you know, it's, it's part of life, but it's not for everybody. And since I was driving uh, New Year's Eve, I was totally sober. I had a glass of wine when I got home. But I was totally sober and enjoyed the, the fireworks display. And I think sometimes we need to remind ourselves that you don't have to be drunk to have a good time. And, and I respect all of you who have uh, gone through alcoholism. Um, you're, you're alcoholics. You've gone through the process. And, and now you're, you're clean. And you've been clean for a while. And I, I'm assuming that you're loving life. And when I've talked about this before, I, I love using the example of Nikki Six of Motley Crue. I mean, there was a guy who was into drugs and drinking as much as anybody. Uh, he even died at one point and came back. But Nikki Six has been clean for, God, I think 30 years now. And Nikki Six is loving his life. And I've never heard anybody say, oh, life was so much better when I was drunk. And so, you know, if you, I'll just say this is just a general public service announcement. If you're having a problem, and if, if, if alcohol or drugs have become a problem in your life, just know that there's life after that. And there were a lot of people out New Year's Eve, and they had a great time, and they, they didn't drink. Also, we've been talking about ESPN apologizing, and you've heard this in our news with, with Chris Miller, apologizing for uh, showing a woman um, flashing her right breast on Bourbon Street. This was a pre-recorded segment, and it's, uh, it's called a B-roll. And uh, the B-roll showed people on on Bourbon Street, and they showed it like coming back from a a commercial break. And while they were showing people on Bourbon Street, this woman flashed her right breast. Now, did we ever determine whether it was a good breast? I mean... Did you actually see it? Yeah, I saw it. You saw it? Yeah. Looks good to me, man. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's it's fast. Because, you know, it's only out there for like a second and a half. But I've seen enough. You know, and it's kind of like the, the Janet Jackson thing. Remember how America freaked out over that? I mean, a, a little shot of her nipple for like a second or a half a second. And oh I mean, a, there were Americans who thought that the world was coming to an end. They thought, oh, my God, this is, this, is, this is so horrible. This is going to affect the minds of young people. What is America coming to when somebody's nipple is exposed for less than a second? What happened? Nothing. People made a big deal about it, and it was nothing. And so, honestly, I, I, th- I think this, this ESPN thing, I think it's appropriate that they apologize. I don't think it's something that they should purposely do. And I wonder, pre-recorded, did they really not know? Did they really not know that the, the woman's, woman's breast was, was exposed? Or did they know and they did it anyway? I mean, I guess there's the possibility that they knew and they did it anyway. It's good that they apologize, but, you know, when it says uh, it passed the censors, 
in situations like this, I don't think they have network sensors there judging every single piece of B-roll that they, that they put on the air. And so this is at the discretion of those people who are putting it together. So the question is, did they know or did they not know? Anyway, whatever, it's not that bad, it's not that big a deal, and nobody should be freaking out over it. And if you come across people uh, who are on social media talking about this and making a big deal about it, please shut them down and tell them that it's, it, this is not going to have any terrible negative impact on America. Um, it's not appropriate, but it's not that bad. So just kind of let it go. I'm glad we get a chance to kind of set the record straight on some of these things because, you know, people get all upset over nothing. It is chilly, and you've heard we've got some rain heading this way. Could come uh, tonight and uh, late tonight, early in the morning, and then early tomorrow morning. Uh, there's a couple of different uh, scenarios. Uh, one of them has it out of here before the uh, rush hour starts in the morning, but uh, some uh, reports have it uh, showing up during rush hour. Anyway, we'll have weather and traffic updates for you tomorrow morning with Tommy Tucker right here on WWL. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back. You know, I, I know that negative news, when you're bashing something or bitching or complaining about something, it gets more attention on the radio. But we're going to always be positive when, you know, we're, we're supposed to be positive. I'm not going to be afraid of being positive just because it might bring less publicity to the show. In fact, I think there's publicity in being positive about things. I think the city of New Orleans ended on a very positive note. Our new police chief, Ann Kirkpatrick, seems like she is in the seat and she is making decisions and doing many of the right things. Mayor Cantrell deserves credit for making the right decision to, to, uh, to, to name Ann Kirkpatrick as the new NOPD chief, a decision that really, if you look at her history, might seem a little unusual compared to the options that she had. But it seems like the mayor maybe stepped out of, uh, of her traditional decision-making role and made this decision, which may have been a tough decision for her. But anyway, she, she made the decision. I give her credit for that. Uh, crime is down. And crime is down compared to last year at this time. So that's a, a good thing. So I think while we still have a lot to deal with, I think New Orleans ended 2023 on a, on a very positive note. And I think we have reasons to be positive in 2024. There's still a lot to do. And there's still a lot of ways we can be better. And I, I always caution the, the, everybody to, you know, don't be complacent. Don't accept mediocrity. Be the best you can be. We demand it of the Saints. We demand it of the Pelicans. We demand it of sports teams in, in general. And so why don't we demand it out of ourselves? You know, be focused. Have that killer instinct in, in whatever it is that you, that you do. There is a, a celebrity psychic, who, a, a celebrity astrologer. Okay, I mean, they're kind of psychics. Um, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and Kevin Costner and his girlfriend, Jewel, are going to have their relationships grow stronger in 2024. That is the prediction here. So uh, we'll have to see if, if that happens. And Cher is dating somebody um, a lot younger than her. Of course, everybody's younger than Cher, even me. This guy, Alexander Edwards, A.E. Edwards, is, uh, has been dating Cher. And she says that uh, this psychic, says, or this astrologer, says that uh, that's going to... Um, be a relationship that's going to grow as well. And the astrology expert, actually it's a Kyle Thomas, he told the Fox Digital News 
that he thinks Taylor Swift and uh, Travis Kelsey's new romance is going to heat up in the next few months with the potential of a relationship milestone on the horizon. We'll have to watch that. That would defy what I thought, which was that this was kind of a, a temporary showbiz, we both get publicity out of this kind of thing. But, you know, we'll have to see. All right, let's go to Ian with some uh, text messages. We've been talking about uh, the exposed breast on ESPN. Uh, here's a text message. Man, I don't know if the person, I, I, I can't say for sure if, if this is a, a, a dumb person or a stupid person. I don't like to ascribe that to people, but this is a profoundly stupid text that I wanted to share with you. Please do. Text, Never stopped us before. Yeah, right. Text says, who said that Janet Jackson's nipple being exposed was going to harm the youth of America? Please give it a break. Nobody says stuff like that, but guys like you, you clown, you <laughs> drama queen. Um, yeah, nobody said anything yeah, about that. No, famously yeah, not controversial. Yeah, just a completely made up thing. Uh, brothers and sisters, reading now from the Parents Television Council press release just a few days later. Today, the Parents Television Council expressed outrage over the lack of responsibility that CBS demonstrated during Lays and Blah Blah. Despite promises from MTV that the live halftime show would feature something outlandish, CBS took no steps to prevent Justin Timberlake, blah, blah, blah. We do not accept the apology of CBS, nor do we accept the statements of regret by MTV. It is reckless for CBS to claim blah, blah, blah. To those who insist that a parent's sole remedy for such filth is to simply turn the channel. We ask this. Does this mean that parents shouldn't allow their children to watch football games anymore? Texter, you don't know what you're talking about. And that's fine. You don't always have to know what you're talking about. But if you couple that with a personal insult, like you clown, you drama queen, we're going to turn around and kind of dunk on you. This was a dumb thing to say. It's it's a very widely documented controversy. There is so much that changed after this moment. The FCC is getting lit up. Television stations all over the spectrum are like uh, thinking, rethinking their approach to partial nudity on their TV programs. Nobody, everyone's Howard Stern gets pulled off of like 10 major market radio stations because he's too controversial. This was the beginning of a lot of activity that took place in American broadcast media because of that rogue nipple that appeared during that Super Bowl halftime talk. Do not come to this program under the scholarship of Scoot and myself and tell us that we are clownish for suggesting that Janet Jackson's nipple did not have an effect and there was nobody out there saying it was going to harm the youth of America. Thank you very much for that. Don't know Ian. what you're talking about. I was very confident when I said it, and uh, I appreciate <sighs> you checking up on that. But... There are people out there who, um, you know, if you if you want to be critical, uh, do yourself a favor. And if you want to avoid from looking like an idiot, then try to criticize something that's legitimate. I mean, if you want to legitimately criticize me or the show, do it. But uh, don't make up stuff and then, then call me a clown because that's not going to work. Yeah. Offer criticism. Yeah. Well, I think we've proven every day that we are not immune from criticism or that we do anything to try and shield ourselves from it. But if you're going to be a jerk at the same time, yeah. like, I do mean, look, better. We're not always right, but we're never wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. And, you know, you could take that in more ways than one. We're not always <laughs> right, but we're never wrong. Not always wrong, baby. All right. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, you know, we ended the show 
uh, Friday uh, with uh, a, a review. We didn't on the last show of the, the year last year was a uh, a review of 2023, and one thing that was interesting was um, how the political landscape had changed. And when it comes to U.S. party identification, in 1988, there were 32% of Americans were Republicans, 36% were Democrats, and 34% were, were independents. Were independents. The last uh, information is from 2022. 28% of Americans said they're Republican. 28% said they're Democrats, and 41% said they're independents. And the independents are continuing to grow in numbers. So those on the right, those on the left, you think you dominate? You don't. You're equally split across America. And independents are greater in numbers. So once again, I remind you that those of us who are radical moderates, we're the ones that really do actually um, control the narrative uh, we should. We don't control the narrative because we're not as loud and obnoxious as some of the others, but we do uh, control the outcome of, of elections. All right. Um, sad note on the SOTA rock culture calendar on this day in 2019. Daryl Dragon, who was the captain of the Captain and Tennille, uh, passed away, had um, kidney failure. He died at the age of, of 76. And uh, Captain and Tennille had many hits, including this one, Do It To Me One More Time. I have no idea what they mean by that. I'm Scoot on the air, and we'll be back on WWL. All right, Sports Talk with Bobby and Mike and Steve coming up next, and they'll talk to uh, LSU ladies Tiger coach uh, Kim Mulkey at uh, 620, and then at 7, it's the Saints Hour with Mickey Loomis. All right, tomorrow we'll talk about some of the new laws going into effect. I want to thank Diane Newman, Kevin Cassidy, Ian Hoke, Chris Miller, uh, Traffic with Courtney P, and as always, I thank you for being part of our show. I'm Scoot. Have a great afternoon. Happy New Year. Love you, New Orleans. <laughs>